This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Welcome to the Delighted Customers Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Slayton, and I'm so glad you're here. I talk to guests with a wide range of expertise who share meaningful insights and wisdom. We give you practical tips, proven frameworks, and share ways to help you delight your customers. Well, I am so excited to have my guest on the show today, Brittany Knox from Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. And we are here um, at the Michigan State University's Hotel and Conference Center at a CXM360 conference. And I'm so excited. I grabbed her between sessions to talk about her because for a couple of for a couple of reasons, but one of which is that she is in the inaugural charter group of cohort of students who are enrolled in the first ever Michigan State University Masters of Science and Customer Experience Management Program. So we're going to talk about that. But she comes to the show from Blue Cross Shield of Michigan. So we're going to talk about her role there, why she chose this program, and get to know her a little bit. So first of all, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, (laughs) exciting. So tell me, tell me first about, um, tell me first about what got you interested in going to the field customer experience. So believe it or not, I sort of fell into it. Hmm. I've always been in the healthcare space. I did research in autism and um, asthma prevention for youth. Okay. And so, um, and then I studied, you know, at a school that was, you know, world renowned for healthcare. So, where did you study? Johns Hopkins. Oh, yes. And my, so, my old roots down in Baltimore, Maryland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, my, my lens comes from that like healthcare perspective, but then really having a deepening understanding of those impacted by it, right? Yeah. And their lifestyles and sort of things that they need to better manage some of the things that they're dealing with health-wise. Yes. And so with that research background experience, I found my way over to Blue Cross um, more for an analytical type role, but the, what piqued my interest in you know customer experience was that we were looking at the data and trying to understand how to make sure the process and just like the products and the work that we, or the, the, uh, the things that we do for our members, yeah, you know, really align with their need. Okay. And so that was taking a look at, you know, on the health, on the health payer side at Blue Cross, we really help the members kind of navigate their care. Right. They have to go see a doctor, but they need to have benefits to do it. Right. And so what customer experience comes in is making sure that they get the best service, mm. you know, when they're engaging with us. And even sometimes when they're, you know, even down to how they engage with their providers. Mm-hmm. And so I was really, you know, interested in making sure that people that don't understand healthcare and kind of get lost in the process. Yeah. The company that I'm part of is making sure that we're able to help them along the way so they don't really get, you know, too confused on how to navigate within, you know, different health systems or clinics or whatnot. Right. So that's what piqued my interest. And again, like I said, with that analytical background, it was 
it kind of measured up with what the company needed at that time for me to kind of come in and work. Now it's the company, I'm, I mean, the, the department I'm in is focused, you know, it's both marketing and customer experience. Okay. And sort of on a personal note, I've always had a really big interest in marketing. Okay. I studied a little bit of it at Hopkins while I was there as well. Okay. And so it was interesting seeing how through customer experience with helping the company deliver on a promise that mm-hmm. we uh that we make to our members. Okay. Yep. All right. So is it fair to say that you kind of have a, a research background? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so. I haven't. My name is on a couple of articles, but okay, that's out of the support that I did for yeah. like running the research studies that took place. Yeah. yeah, but that's sort of your pedigree is you came up with yeah. analytics and research and yeah, and then you evolved over, but you had an interest in marketing. Mm-hmm. So that's an interesting combination. To have. It is. And so how did you end up at Blue Cross Blue Shield? Did you come right out of college and go to Blue Cross Blue Shield? Did you have a stop no. along the way? I spent a few years in research, okay. so working okay. for Hopkins and then um, Henry Ford Health System as well in okay. their uh, public health department. Okay. And so I did that for quite some time before I navigated over um, to Blue Cross. Okay. Yep. Excellent. So in the role that you're in now, what are some of the biggest challenges that you've been addressing um, and how have you approached those challenges? Yeah, just... Really just helping our members, you know, understand how to use their benefits. That's like a, it's an ongoing thing. <laughs> and so just making sure that what we do, you know, with our, with our processes are aligning with them, getting the information they need and when they need it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know anybody who's had to deal with health insurance, uh, whether it's your, your brand or any other brand, mm. it's really tough. It's complicated. My, yeah. my mom is, is 85. And she's a widow um, and she had a car accident recently mm-hmm. and it, it, she got injured, um, cut up her legs below the knees pretty bad. And, you know, she had half a million dollars in insurance bills, mm-hmm. um, probably 200,000 right after it happened. And then she got infected in those um, laceration, lacerations and a month later spent 10 more days. And you can imagine some lady cut in front of her, so it was. Then we had the whole autos, so it's just a maze. And there's like no, I'm not going to say no way, but it'd be extremely hard for an 85 year old person, especially from that generation, to try and navigate yeah. the amount of paperwork and the amount of complexity involved yeah. in that. So when you say there's an opportunity, for sure there's an opportunity. Yeah, and so um, what are some some of the the interesting projects that you've you've worked on help make it just a little bit easier. Not sure I can really go into detail okay. <laughs> about the project, but we have a ton of tools out there that yeah. that kind of comes out of my area, which is our digital tools, like our member portal okay. and the mobile app. Um, okay. That is actually award winning. It's really cool. That means that we are, you know, being recognized by other people in the space that build apps. Okay. You know, essentially, our app is one that helps really do help our members kind of navigate how to use their benefits or, or even just understanding what benefits are available to them. And if they need to contact us, you know, there's different ways and that can actually reach out to us through that app. Like they can chat with us, you know, okay. or they want to call. They can always pick up and call the customer service as well. Yeah. Okay. But that's right. some work that that that, you know, has come out of the area that that I sit in and support as well. Yeah. Okay. 
And is that an ongoing uh, evolution of iterations of how the apps work and so forth? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So walk me through like just what you collect data for feedback on on user experience and we need to change this. Yeah, because we do look at the pain points um, and see where, you know, there's a lot of member frustration and things that they just are not happy with. Okay. And making sure that we, you know, take a step back and understanding how that happened and, and what can we do to improve it. Okay. Yep. And how do you listen to customers in that regard so you can start? We literally listen. Sometimes okay. we um, we do have the opportunities to kind of listen in to um, some of the calls themselves just so that we can have some sort of empathy and understand, mm. you know, just firsthand what right. this person is going through. Okay. And yeah. then somebody tells that story. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that really that really personifies the story because mm-hmm. the data sometimes can be so black and white. But when you actually listen to that person and you hear what frustrations they've dealt with, then you can put the data and the, the what you heard together and think about how that translates into what we're delivering for them. Okay. So we're thinking of we're thinking of the people, you know, as as actual people, not just yeah, just numbers or just you know. It's, it's really, you know, thinking of them as even someone within our family or someone mm. that we, you know, would want to look out and make sure that they're able to get what they need if they're in some sort of, you know, health crisis or situation that is impacting their their lives. So yeah. It really helps us connect more. Yep. So the, so the benefit of listening and the, for those, this is a audio only broadcast. So yeah. you didn't see Brittany, she, but she held her hands up like as if there was a headset on <laughs> and people were listening in yeah. on a conversation that a customer had. And I remember at the bank I worked at, we had something called executive listening. We had mm-hmm. probably 70 people from the C-suite and the other leadership members go and sit in the call center and put a second pair of headset on while the customer service rep was talking and, and so they could hear firsthand not only hear firsthand i don't know if there's a case in where you are but they could hear the customer's issues and both the, the good the bad and mm-hmm. things that yeah, need to be changed yep. but also the challenges for the employees mm-hmm. right absolutely because we had yeah. seven different systems yep that they have to go through just to understand to, to get an answer for the customer the right yeah so tell us about like that like cluing into the employee experience right is that is that something that i mean that's that's a foundation to being able to deliver the best experience to the member and the person on the other end of the because if the employee is struggling or just not struggling but have to navigate through a lot of different systems to get the answer that member is going to think that they don't really know or they can't really help them or Maybe they don't have time, you know, like they're, they're, they're going to go down maybe a path we don't want them to go. Right. So we have to make sure kind of what I was touching on, like our processes, you know, are also in alignment with how we want to, the member to feel on the other end. So if we make it so complicated within the company, yeah. to just get the member what they need, you know, that frustration will carry over. So we can give the service team, you know, the right tools to have a pretty seamless conversation then the member's going to feel that and they're going to feel like, you know what, if I call them, they got what I need when I needed it. Right. And I didn't have to wait forever to figure this out. Or right. They understood me, you know, when I called in and I had to go through all of these right. hoops to kind of get them to just 
feel where I was coming from. So that's yeah. really important. And it, it can often happen in a very, like they're an emotional yeah. time of their life. Yeah. Things that are very emotional. On. Yeah. So um, one of the things I was thinking about, we just talked about like how to listen, how to collect data and information and identify pain points and opportunities. Then things need to change. Sure. And I think if you're on the outside listening in, you might think, well, okay, now you know that. Just change it. Just yeah. get it done. It's <laughs> not that simple. <laughs> so talk about like um, what broadly, without giving any any uh, company secret, but broadly what what things need to be brought together to make that change happen. Just looking at the whole picture. And it's not just that one, in? even if it's just one instance that may have went wrong. There yeah. may it may be connected to several other things that led to that moment, and so it's that's why I mean by just looking at the whole picture. Yeah, more holistically. Yeah, I mean one of the things that speaking of what you just said is let's go back and dig out the, what the root cause is. Right. Going back and finding out truly understanding what the problem is. The, yeah. Yeah. Um. So so if you had to make a change on a mo- mobile capability. You have to bring in multiple players or cross-functionally mm-hmm. to solve that. Mm-hmm. Is that right? So, like, I don't know about where you were, but we had the tech folks. We might have had risk, secure, you know, IT yeah. security involved in that. Um, marketing, obviously. You know, are there multiple departments? And, you know, like, what, how does that? At times, yeah, there is. Okay. Yeah, at times. Um, for the most part, we do kind of manage the digital uh, tools within our department. Okay. But there are times where we do need to connect with other areas to get that done. And it's just about keeping those, you know, partnerships strong within the company um, and making sure, you know, keeping people informed on the need you know, why we have to make these change maybe suddenly or yeah, somewhat out of the blue, I guess, <laughs> unexpectedly. But yeah. it's all to make sure that we deliver, you know, the best experience. We do have instances where they, you know, like technology does not always work. It sometimes fails us. And so we have instances where we jump in or our, the teams that work on it need to jump in, right. you know, um, for a critical uh, fix. And and it's it's like an understanding across the organization that this is directly impacting our member. We have to pivot right now hmm. to support that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so tell us about, we talked about different areas and I know in the program here, there are six major categories of areas of customer experience management. Mm-hmm. You know, there are, there are courses on, but what, what, um, attracted you to the program to begin with? So for me, I've been learning about customer experience based on my actual experience, right? In the workplace. Yeah. Um, I wanted to learn more of the, you know, because I'm analytical research type brain. I wanted to go back and understand the foundations of customer experience. Mm -hmm. Um, to be able to connect the experience, you know, to more of the, um, you know, research and findings and understandings of how these things take place. I think in general, it just would help me when I, you know, get approached a certain problem or task within the work that I don't know. Because I kind of did some background work on these different things, now I know how to approach it the appropriate way to make a change. So for instance, Right now, I'm in a change. Our class is change management. <laughs> this is organizational development and change management. That's the current course that I'm in now. And there's lots of change happening with customer experience. But 
what's the right way to go about doing it? How do you really get people on board with it, especially when they're so used to doing things a certain way? And so being part of the CXM program is really breaking down that whole process of understanding, like how people react to change, Um, some levers that you might need to pull to impact the change. This is just things nobody would have ever told me. Mm -hmm. And if I would have continued to work in this field, I I would have eventually figured it out. But <laughs> yeah, the hard way. But, yeah, <laughs> exactly. School of hard knocks. The hard no way. Pun on yeah. your name. No, but, <laughs> <laughs> but truthfully, yeah, the hard way. Yes, and so yeah. now I'm kind of getting all I need served up right to me. And so I could take that experience and take this, you know, information that I'm learning from the program, yeah. put that together. And now I can move a little bit more faster, more confidently when it comes to helping my organization solve some of these problems and solve them the right way. Yeah. I'm so glad you mentioned that because um, people miss the fact that our role as CX leaders is cultural transformation. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, change management has to be the the role, the mechanism by which we do that. And yet until what you just described, there's really not a whole lot of change management training or lessons or studying it's taught, yeah. that is taught to prepare people for that. And it was I know a trial by fire. That's what I hear all the it, time. Like, it it was just go for it and hopefully it works out. And I've been that type. I'm, I'm very, um, I'm okay with taking risks. Right. I'm okay with that. Right. Because I, I would like to grow right. in learning. How else do you grow and learn? But then you can also just you know, sign up for the CXM program. And have someone who knows, you know, share it with you in a way that you can internalize it and connect it and apply it. Yeah. You know, for someone who's been through the school the, the hard way and how many mistakes I made and and wish I had someone, I wish I had known about a course like this a decade ago. Yeah. Um, it, what a great tool because it, it really isn't something we spend a lot of time talking about, but the, the issue is the potholes you can step in, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're often relational potholes, mm-hmm. right? Because you left somebody out, for example, of a conversation they need to be included in. And um, that's, that's a mending that needs to happen, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. where it's not just like a thing you can just redo, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so um, human beings are complex yep. and change management requires a lot. And you used the word before competing priorities. You know, there's always competing priorities. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you how do you make the change you need to happen that will ultimately serve the customers, right? right? The most valuable change. Yeah. Well, we, from our standpoint, <laughs> it certainly is. It yeah, certainly is. It is. Yeah, it so, totally is. I mean, at this point, I'm 100% convinced that if your company is not caring or taking an active interest in understanding their customer's experience, how what you deliver to them impacts them or serves them or does not serve them, then you might be living under a rock because the world that we live in today, like you said, we are human beings. We're very complex. We have different needs at different times. We change our minds when we feel like it. And we do expect the companies we engage with to look at us as human, as people, you know, and understand us and create something for us. And so how else do companies do that? I'm, I haven't seen it yet <laughs> outside of focusing on that customer experience. How else would you do it? Well, know. 
Well, it's a great question. And, and there are a lot of, sadly, there are a lot of organizations that don't, that don't start yeah. with the customer. They don't, right. And what they design. And maybe it's because they had a product that was unique originally or yeah, they, they knew everybody they dealt with. And then the organization grew, it scaled, and now there's silos and departments. Yeah. And, um, so they're trying to trying to figure out why they have runoff, client account runoff, client runoff, or they have, you know, attrition and or they have frustrated employees. And they haven't really done what you talked about, which is listen, mm -hmm. start with listening to the customers and really understanding they're going. Say more about, that. yeah. Say more. Yeah. <laughs> listen. Yeah. I mean, the thing about people is they're going to tell you, you know, what they like and what they don't like. Some are more vocal than others, but they're going to tell you. And if they don't tell you, you can almost see it. You can see it by the walls that they keep running into when things go. And so you listen, but then you also have to pay attention in the sense of tracking that and synthesizing that and turning that into something that can be actionable, like an actionable improvement. Um, so that whatever you want to deliver, whatever experience you want your members or sorry, customers to have, mm. um, you're actually meeting that. And I think that's what, uh, marries the, the two between marketing and customer experience. Mm. This is the promise I make. This is what I hope to achieve, or this is what I would like you to achieve if you engage with me. And then mm. it's like the tip, it's like, but an iceberg is yeah. the promise and then it's everything under, <laughs> yeah. you know, that delivers on what that promise is. And that's your, that's your experience focus there. I was making the brand mm -hmm. what we're going to give you and it customer is just delivering. delivering. But I know there's, there's several different avenues into customer experience, which is what I'm also learning from being in the CXO program. It's not just one, just not just one connection there between just, mm -hmm. you know, getting a customer yeah. experience. There's, there's any other, yeah. other way. Yeah. Sounds like you're enjoying the program so far. I have, I have been enjoying it. Yep. Is learning it, a lot. <laughs> how do you manage full-time work and yeah. going to, master's degree program? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea how I manage it. And sometimes I don't think about it. I just, you know, do what I can and do what I need to do at that time. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, because it's important to me. And then at the same time, the program is directly supporting what I do every day at work. So yeah. There's a lot of value in showing up for class. There's a lot of value in taking the assignments very seriously because what I'm doing in class, I can turn around the very next day at work yeah. and have, you know, a more impactful conversation with those who are making the changes um, across the organization. And then even those who are making the changes are now more open to talking to me and sharing their experiences and I can use that as I continue to grow and evolve in this field. Perfect. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show. <laughs> okay. And if any of our listeners would like to check in with you to, to learn more about, you know, what you do at work, but also anything more about the program and they, they may have an interest, what would be a good way for them to get contact? With? LinkedIn. Hey, LinkedIn. There you can you find me, Brittany Knox. Brittany Knox. You'll see it and say, Brittany Knox, Blue Cross, that's me. <laughs> well thank you so much for being on the show all right thank you mark this all is right. great all right well thanks for listening to the delighted customers podcast i want to ask you to do two things if you've enjoyed this episode or any of my other ones hit subscribe 
I've got a lot of other great guests that are coming up and a lot of other great content. And I don't want you to miss anything. And if you've gotten something out of this, share it with someone. Make sure they have access to all this content and all the other great content coming up. You can find any links or references on the show in the show notes. And you can find those on my website at empoweredcx.com. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.